time I think about the circumstances surrounding Jesus' birth, with which that video kind of gave us a, a visual for to kind of see what it might have what it might have looked like. I think about the hope and the joy and the peace and all those things that we celebrate, but also think about how incredibly disruptive it is. I mean, you see some of those scenes and some of those things that happen, you think, man, what if that was me? What if I was there and the angel said, poof, hey, don't be afraid. Poof, don't be afraid. Yeah, right. I mean, if, if, if you have to say it, obviously you're, you're freaking me out. I mean, that, that's, that's what's happening here. You, you kind of know what you're doing. I'm sure some of them just enjoyed that. You know, it's like, oh, we get to surprise a human again. Like, this is, this is going to be fun. We should, we should do this more often. Uh, I can imagine the shepherds kind of looking at each other and mumbling under their breath, like, yeah, sure, I'm not going to be afraid, you know? I mean, maybe, maybe not afraid, but you're sure going to have an awfully healthy respect after, after that for what's, for what's going on. This is the type of disruption, though, that changes everything. You can't forget it, and the ripple effects are never going to go away. Mary has this miraculous birth. I mean, these shepherds can never go back from this experience. And sure, they're going to tell it, and somebody, <laughs> some people are going to think, yeah, you were kicking back on the, on the wine a little bit too much that night, or something, something like that, and yet... It was, it was an irreversible change from the wise men a few years later. I mean, they prepped for this journey across countless, countless disruptive moments to come and celebrate Jesus. It's the kind of disruption that changes everything. Most of the time when I think of disruption, I think of something negative. You know, the kids are yelling in the house and I'm trying to, in the middle of doing something. So I got to tell them to knock it off or I'm in the middle of a project and inevitably I have to go to Lowe's. Again, it's not a real project unless you've gone three times. I think that's, that's how, it, how it works. Uh, but some of those disruptions are the most important moments that we can have in our lives. Hey, Dad, I know you're working, but you want to play a game? Or, hey, do you have time for lunch? Just the random text, you know, last, last minute to someone. An easy way to tell when it's a good disruption is not just what we're disrupted from, oh, I really need to get this work done, oh, I don't really need to, to get this project done, but what it disrupts us to. And sometimes that relationship is more important than any other project or work we might have going on. Sure, the coming of Jesus disrupted a lot of lives, and it continues to do so today, but this evening we're celebrating what Jesus disrupted our lives to because it's the best thing that could ever happen to us. What he disrupts our lives from is incredibly important. He disrupts our lives from sin. He disrupts our, our, our lives from not knowing what it means to be human and made in the image of God. But he, what he disrupts our lives too is even more invaluable, and that is the ability to be with God. Matthew, when he writes his gospel in the New Testament, sums up the entire Christmas story with these words in Matthew chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. All this, all the things that happened in the narrative of Christmas that we know about Jesus' birth, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. John, in his gospel at the beginning, is even more descriptive about what this means. In John chapter 1, starting in verse 1, John writes, In the beginning, speaking of Jesus, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind." The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, or with us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The glory of God made his dwelling with us. Jesus left his communion with the Father, with the Holy Spirit, in perfect eternity, and came here to be with 
us. It fulfills the one thing we need over all other things. And without it, all those other things are just empty in our lives. They're empty of their meaning because they are separated from the one who gives everything meaning, and that is life with God. We see a reflection of this truth in our own lives. No one wants to be alone. Even the most cantankerous among us, even the most introverted among us, would like to be cantankerous and introverted with someone else. We, we all want that in our lives. It gets to the foundation of what we need to survive and thrive, and that is love. And we do not experience, give, or receive love without being with others. The coming of Jesus, God with us, ensures that we will never be without that love, that love that we need because he is the reason that God is with us. It is the disruptive presence of God that we all need. Tomorrow morning, we'll all do our traditional Christmas activities, which I'm sure will range from uh, maybe some of us nothing at all, uh, and that sounds amazing sometimes, uh, maybe for Christmas, is to not go anywhere or do anything. Uh, maybe it's having a great breakfast. We did our Christmas this morning. We had uh, homemade cinnamon rolls, so not to brag, but um, I'm, I'm bragging. Maybe you get together with family, friends, whatever it is, and somewhere along the lines, I imagine there will be some sort of gift giving that goes on. Maybe you've already done some of those exchanging things. And St. Nicholas of Myra has long been the traditional catalyst for why we celebrate Christmas with gift-giving, all inspired because of the gift of God with us through Jesus. And while we don't want to be caught up in commercialism or materialism and materialism make Christmas only about the presidents with a T, the gift of Jesus from God to be with us is the gift we are meant to keep giving and passing on as disruptions of love in our lives. And so we do that in a couple different ways, gifts of giving where we give things. Those are incredibly important. Over the past month, we participated as doing that as a church as we celebrate the Advent season. So some of you know, we collected a ton of gifts for Fresh Start and single, for single mothers and their children. So we helped them have a good Christmas this year. A couple weekends ago, we fed 375 homeless people as a church family, and that was one of the ways we, we celebrated. We gave, gave that gift. Uh, the other thing that we did, we've done with that same homeless ministry, Moments of Hope, um, that was our Advent offering uh, emphasis for, for this year. And the goal is to raise money so they could purchase hotel rooms for a couple nights for those who are, don't have any place to go, give them some food, some warm clothes uh, along with that. And we raised $5,700 for that as a church and paid for 25 rooms. And these are, these are great to celebrate, and we get to do these things, not just as a, as a group, but as individuals. These are the things that we put into practice in our lives. They're great to celebrate and do with one another because our motivation is love and sharing the good news of Jesus. That's, that's it. But even those great gifts won't mean much if we do those things in isolation. And so these things are a vehicle in which for us to be with each other as disciples of Jesus. Again, Jesus is our Lord, our Savior, and our King. And we celebrate those roles that he plays in our lives, those good gifts, but they don't stop there. They culminate in the communal relationship that we enjoy with God and with each other because he is our Lord, Savior, and King. So those gifts, those gifts of giving, they're, they're, they're important foundationally, but what they lead us to is even greater, and that's gifts of being. And those are invaluable. It's easy to get caught up in Christmas spirit and feel like the value of our experience is based on the gifts we receive or how well we're able to enjoy the traditions or how our relationships are going or the circumstances that we find ourselves in. But whether that's a high or low for us right now, when we center ourselves on the awesomeness of God with us, it ensures the thing that we need most. Love is never, never outside of our grasp, never outside of our perspective, never outside of our experience.
the greatest expression of love is being with someone. And that is what God did for us when he gave us the gift of himself through Jesus to be with us. It gets at who we are as human beings. To both our deepest and most basic needs. We just can't do it on our own. We don't exist on our own and we never have to be alone because Emmanuel, God with us, came as a baby, died as a man, and resurrected as a savior. Disrupting our sin and redeeming us to God giving the gift of his eternal presence dwelling within us through his Holy Spirit. And the promise of the best that is to come when Jesus returns. And so this Christmas, I just want to invite you to join me in celebrating the gift of God with us and enjoy the fullness of love represented as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And may you share the gift of that presence with the sea with others. It's the greatest gift of love we could ever give or receive. Right now, we're going to celebrate by taking communion with each other. And so we will invite you to do that. If you're comfortable with that, we have some trays that are set up in tables that might be behind or beside you. The closest one might, might be next to you. There's a little bit of bread and a little bit of juice and two cups there. And we invite you to celebrate this time right now. I'm going to say a prayer, and then I'm going to invite you to get up and celebrate this. Because this is the foundation of, of how God gives himself to us. is through his death, burial, and resurrection on the cross. So let's celebrate that time together tonight. God, we praise you for being with us, for coming to us on a wholly unique level by um, being born as a human being, being fully God and fully man, that as Jesus lived his life perfectly among us, not only does he teach us, not only does he redeem us, but he shows us what life is like with you. That's something that we can step into now as disciples and followers of Jesus. It's something that we can look forward to then as Jesus comes again soon. And God, we praise you for this. We celebrate the birth of Jesus and what that means for your presence in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.